0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.
1: Gentlemen, start your engine!
0: The following is a paid program. This program may contain adult themes and nudity, and you can never go wrong with that. Speaking of always being right, views expressed on this program are those of life-experienced mechanics. Continued listening may cause addiction, and in rare cases, a rash. Discretion is advised. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now 416 360 0740 or toll free at 1 866 740 4740. Okay, Gelman, Alan hit it. Yee-haw.
2: Such enthusiasm. Hey. There he is. <laughs> Down in uh, following no rules once again. Welcome to Dave's Corner Garage. Al Gelman is with us in studio for the full hours Jim Matthews from Leastbusters. We hand it over to, to Dave. I'm wearing no Batman t-shirt Redinger. Is he wearing those hey. th- the
3: floral sh- print shorts this time? This is
2: his new thing. I'm- hey,
3: go ahead. <laughs> I'm coming to you live from our Florida studios, which actually is a cupboard. (laughs) I'm in a cupboard with a computer and a mic, and I'm having a good time down here. It's really interesting. So today's show is going to be great. we got Jim Matthews from Leasebusters. Darren Boss is joining us from Salem Tires. We're talking about uh, winter tires and all-season tires and all-weather tires and what's the difference. And Mike Wilson from Land Insurance is going to talk about putting your ride away for the winter you know things up down here in florida we actually put the ride away for the summer mm-hmm. and that's things such as disconnecting the battery put in the st- stabilizer in the gas making sure the tire pressures are up making sure the windows are down a crack maybe a little bit of stuff to keep the rodents out so it's different down here than it is up there so it's going to be a great show um i'm looking forward to it. jim's going to come on first and we're going to talk about why is buying a car such a negative experience and i think that's really true so let's go through that and- and see where we're going. Al, take it away. Did, uh, did your Mustang start? Yeah, immediately. I mean, no, it just, you just turned the key and away it went. I plugged the battery back in, flipped it over and boom, there it goes. Because you prepped it beforehand, obviously. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Are, are, you consider,
2: a, are you considered the, the absolute uh, youngest person
3: in the entire area? <laughs> to tell you a story We pull in there and the guy goes Sonny, you can't park there And I says, why not? This is our house You're the one <laughs> Alright, let's just stick around This is Dave's Corner
2: Garage We're going to be speaking with Jim Matthews From Leasebusters right after this And we'll be taking your calls uh, later on in the hour Along with Darren Bostons And Mike Wilson from Land Insurance This is Dave's Corner Garage We'll be right back Stick around Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. And with a reminder that you can go to Dave's Corner com and listen to the show online and take a look at some of the blogs that we have. One of them, of course, is from Leasebusters. Let's get back to Dave and Al and Jim Matthews.
3: Jim, you know, um, people are always saying that buying a car is a negative experience. And it's actually true. You go in there and you, you say, you know, can I help you? And I'm, No, no, just looking around. And why is that? Well, th- there's several reasons. The first reason is, when people are in the
1: market for a brand new car, it's very stressful because it's going to be very stressful on their long-term financing. Got to remember mm-hmm. today, you know, a cheap car, a cheap new car today, is $24,000 to twenty-five thousand dollars, and it typically takes people between six to eight years to pay that off. So, in the end, many people are already stressed before they go into the car dealership. So that's number one. Number two is. Unfortunately the new car industry and as well as the used car industry they have a bad reputation from you know several decades ago about being deceptive to 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 customers to lying so on and so forth which really today it doesn't exist there's no pricing challenges today everything's online you can't make things up so on and so forth. But unfortunately, there are a number of dealerships that still insist on trying to, you know, uh, deploy different tactics in order to deceive customers. And you know what? In the social media community, this this kind of information gets around and it gets around quick and a few bad apples spoil the whole bunch.
4: Well, you know, primarily this was a used car game and, and, and certainly on the new car side, like you say, with, with social media and, and of course, Amvik, who's one of our sponsors, who are there policing this whole thing, um, you would think it's got to be pretty clean. But you say, st- but still people, they still fear that, eh? I mean, because at the same time, even if everybody's on the same level playing field and everybody was straight up, everybody wants the best deal they can get, okay? Nobody wants to pay more than they
1: need to. And, and, why, and why should they? I mean, but the problem is is that, unfortunately, customers today, new car buyers, we'll talk about new car buyers mm-hmm. first. New car buyers today still follow that same path that their their parents followed and their parents' parents followed. And in terms of that, they're not doing all the correct and proper research. And, and you guys had Ryan from Car Canada on last week, mm-hmm. and there are other new car buying services out there. And it's not so much a service, uh, a, a buying service, it's a pricing service. Right. So what these services do and what they're designed to do is to help the customer find the right pricing models as well as what the cost of the car is what rebates exist so on and so forth and this works for whether you're paying cash whether you're financing the car whether you're leasing the car and what's happening is unfortunately people are not enough people are using these types of services that are available they're not using them they're not not enough based on car cost canada as well as car Cost Canada's competitors, only 10% of the new car buying public are using these vital services to buy a new car. That's so give,
2: give us an example of what they, what the customers should be doing. What, they, what should they be using? What are these sites?
1: Okay, well it depends on what part of the funnel, what part of the buying funnel that the customer's in. So they have to do all their research first on which car they want, why they want it, what's important to them, so on and so forth. Because Really and truly, what's important to you when you buy a car is a lot different than what's important to Al and what's uh, what's you know, important to me. So once we've determined the car and we've taken the car for a road test, once you're ready to buy the car, then you have to go to a group like Car Cost Canada. And what Car Cost Canada does is it allows you to price out this vehicle. You compare that pricing with what you saw at the dealership because remember this is after you've. Tester of the car, you know you're going to buy, be buying, or at least in this particular car, and then you 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 register with these organizations and you get the dealer cost on the car, you get the rebates that are available to you on this car, as well as the hidden cash incentives that are available, as well as interest rates, so on and so forth.
4: And you're going to be directed to you know uh, a dealer that you're aligned with.
1: In many cases, not so, all,
4: but in many yes. Right. So so you're going to you know pass by.
1: That sales guy that you're really scared of. Exactly. And and with that, you, you know, so again, those people who have gone down that path, you know, of Car Cost Canada and, and Car Cost Canada's competitors, mm-hmm. those are the people that actually have great buying experiences, or certainly not negative. The fact that they people that 90% of new car buyers don't go through that process is why. The, the, the pathway and the, and, and the buying experience for most of these buyers is still negative.
3: Jim, if I can cut in, um, many times you think they buy the wrong car. I mean, they go to the dealership with an idea of what they want and uh, the dealer hasn't got it in stock, but he's got something similar in stock and he ends up buying either more or less car than he actually wanted because the numbers made sense and he didn't actually do his proper calculations. That That
1: happens. But that doesn't happen as much as it used to happen. Years uh-huh. ago, it used to happen a lot because there wasn't the same amount of competition today as there is today. Like today, there's so many cars that, let's say, you know, just the compact car market between a Civic, a Corolla, a Sentra, a Mazda 3, a Ford Focus, a Chevy Cruze, so on and so forth. And they're all good cars. A Hyundai Elantra, a, a huge selling car. So that doesn't happen. But what does happen in terms of people buying the wrong car is if they miss The demonstration, the test drive, because lots of cars and car seats don't fit. And I got to tell you, I've been buying new cars and used cars and cars for 35 plus years. I got to tell you, I've bought the wrong car a couple of times. Why? Because I didn't road test the car. I take the liver yeah. of the car, and I start driving 20 minutes later. Oh, jeez, this thing's hurting my back. It's hurting my leg. Whoops. <laughs> well, you bought it because
4: you liked the leather. <laughs> I like the And got, it was the right color. That's right. And you, you forgot to drive it long Absolutely.
2: Enough. It does happen. You know, you look at the fuel economy in the car, but to your point, it's, you know, you get a little bit north of uh, 45... It's like the body needs a different kind of positioning to be comfortable Exactly. and that's that's what happens so. just like we can't hit our drives as long as we use them it's very true exactly. Dave's corner garage is where you are we've got uh, the lines will be open in about 10- uh, 15 minutes if you get any calls uh, that you want to make about inquiries into what you should look for for leasing this is the place to do it. This is Dave's corner garage we'll be right back. Welcome back. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage, and we want to get into some different areas about leasing. Allie, had a question for Jim?
4: Well, you know, we were talking earlier, and Jim said, You know, I, I picked the car because I like the color and I like the, the, the feel of the leather, but I didn't take it out for that, that road test. And in a lot of cases, you know, even if you do take it out for a road test, it's once or twice around the block. I mean, and in that little length of time, that short period of time, you can't really get a good feel for the whole car. So let's say, for example, you know, somebody has been dreaming about the car, they bought the car or they leased it anyways. And, you know, a couple months into it or even weeks, they go, you know, I'm really not in love with this car. Leasebusters offers them an alternative.
1: We do. I mean, you know, typically Leasebusters helps people that are a year or two years into a three or four year lease. And often what happens is you know there's change in somebody's life so you know whether there's a divorce or a new child coming on or a new job or job transfer whatever the case may be Leasebusters is there to help people get out of their car lease by finding someone else to take over that lease but what Al's saying is actually really quite common where people actually do make a mistake in terms of buying a car and it could have been what Dave said earlier that you know perhaps the sales rep was you know trying to not necessarily to push a car, but certainly to recommend a car and say, hey, these are really popular, so yeah. on and so forth. And they all cars, by the way, in that short test drive, and Al was perfectly accurate on that, a drive, a 10 to 15, even 20-minute drive around the block or down the you know down the road does not constitute a good road test. So in any event, if a customer has made a mistake, and it has happened many times, and they literally are one or two months into a 48 month lease, mm. and they go back to their dealer, that customer is responsible for all the first year depreciation on that car.
4: Right, you just can't hand it back in no. and say, well, you know, I had a car accident and now I, I, I need this, this is the wrong vehicle, it can't get in and out. They don't have any compassion that way. No, they don't, no. I mean, they
1: made, you made a car deal, you right. made a 48 month commitment, it's a contract, you have to honor that contract. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fast forward, Go to LeaseBusters.com. What's going to happen there is the customer or the lessee, if you will, they know what their their, their worst case scenario is. They know that they owe the, the first year's depreciation on that car because a dealer will take it back, but we, they got to take it back at its current market value, which is the depreciated value. So let's say, for example, that number could be as high as eight to ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars, because depending on the value of the car, a car a new car will depreciate about. 20 to 25 percent in its in the first year. It's the biggest, biggest chunk of depreciation, but it happens in the first year. So let's say it's eight thousand dollars. What will happen with LeaseBusters is we will counsel the customer and say, look, we'll post this car. What we have to do is look for a nut for a new car buyer that actually is coming to LeaseBusters first to see if there's a deal. Right. Because what there's no difference between a car that has 46 months remaining on it than a brand new car with 48 months, except two months and maybe a couple of thousand kilometers. Right. So what the original lessee who needs to get out of that lease has to do is offer up what we call a cash incentive. Mm-hmm. Let's say the cash incentive is $2,500, mm-hmm. plus they pay the lease transfer fee. Mm-hmm. In the end, the customer who made that mistake may have to write a check for between two dollars and $3,000, Rather than writing a check for nine to ten thousand
4: dollars, how do most people know that figure? I mean, all, all I would know, for example, is and, and all we negotiated was how much I'm paying per month. So right. how would I know what that shortfall is?
1: What the like the depreciation yeah. shortfall? Yeah. Well, you would you would typically what happens is when people make that mistake, they go back to their dealership, oh, okay. who so sold they're... them the cars, and then what happens is their sales rep will bring the car over to the used car department, mm-hmm. and the used car manager will appraise that car. Right. So that's where they'll get that worst case scenario. Of The depreciated value now, but
4: you have people online, you know who, on the phone, so for example, if i if we just called you first, yeah. we could still find that out
1: oh heck, yeah. yeah, like like our 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 leasing specials will explain what that is, and right. like, and most customers will say, yeah, I know the sales rep told me that, which is really a good thing because that actually bridges the gap because. A lot of our customers really thought that the dealership was taking advantage of them. Right. And when our unbiased professionals say, "Look at no, this is what you are responsible for," yeah. they go, "Oh well, geez, you know that's what the dealer said." And now I don't feel as bad and as much, you know, acrimony between us and the dealer, you know, between me and the dealership, because right. they were actually telling the telling us the, the facts of life.
2: Steve. Well, it's true, because you get into that area where it's like you get a little nervous, when, I, when can I take the lease back, mm-hmm. and uh, how much am I going to be on the hook for? So, it, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing about what, where the customer really lies.
1: Well, or, <laughs> that too, but i got to tell you. They don't lie, especially, but where no, they? Exactly. I mean, yeah. But you know what? These 46-month or 44-month leases, so these almost brand-new leases with a proper cash incentive, are very, very popular. Because you think about it, if you were leasing a brand new car, you got to pay, let's say, you know, four hundred dollars a month. But you know, you, there's certain down payments that you have to pay at the beginning of the lease, some admin fees, so on and so forth. So often, you're writing a check for fifteen hundred dollars to get into the lease. If you're getting a cash incentive of twenty five hundred dollars to take over one that has two months into it, that's a four thousand dollar swing to the to the new buyer's favor. Ouch, Bob. Wow. That'll that's hurt you.
4: I'm going to go to Leasebusters to find a car that I want there because you go.
2: and and not get burned. That's the way to go. All right. Listen, this it, is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to hook up with uh, Darren Boston, some sailing tires in just a moment, and we're going to try and reconnect with Dave, who... Uh, what was, happened? I think somebody drove by his house, and they disconnected his Speed.
4: <laughs> oh, that's when the
2: dog peed on the hydrant? Hey, I'm not going there. Dave uses that line all the time. We'll try and get him back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Figure it right. Welcome back. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage, and we're going to, as they say in their advertising, let's take this one outside. On the phone, we have directly from Sale and Tire, Darren Bossens. Good day, Darren. How are you? Good morning, Steve. How are you today? Excellent. So everybody's going crazy with uh, winter tires getting on. I've seen more cars in this area have winter tires on this early than ever. and uh, So we have Jim Matthews in from Leasebusters, and he has a question for you about tires. Perfect. How
5: you doing, Jim? Pretty good and yourself? I'm doing well, thank you.
1: Great. So this this week I had to get some tires put on my some winter tires put on my wife's car, and she has a twenty eighteen Audi S five sportback. Okay. And what we discovered, or what I was informed, is that the winter that winter tires do not have a run flat model, and the type of tires that she has on, on her particular car are run flats. Right. And I was going, okay, what do I do? And my my mechanic said, "Well, we put on your tires and you drive away." So he didn't give me the right answer, and and Al didn't have enough time to give me the right answer. So I'm going to ask <laughs> you for the, for the right answer. So what what do people do who have, you know, who are running run flats on you know higher end premium brand vehicles and sport yep. tires, and at that they have to put the winter tires on?
5: Well, your mechanic's partially right. You put the winters on and... Uh, keep your fingers keep, crossed. And keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> if you do end up with a flat. and, and as, as you probably know, you're more likely to have issues in the winter with all the potholes in the city, etc. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's until someone starts producing a, a run-flat winter. It's, at this point, I would assume it would have been produced by now, but I guess it's based on, uh, on quantities or people purchasing them. Uh, obviously, it's supply and demand. So yeah, you're you're basically put them on and you cross your fingers and hope nothing happens. Most of my cars have no spares all year round, so if I end up with an issue, I'm on the hook or getting towed.
4: <laughs> well, that's that's what uh, the reply I've got from a lot of people when I told them because run flat tires are twice as expensive, eh, as as yeah. your regular tires. Um, less likely to blow, but they do go. And yeah. um, and um, <laughs> a few people said. You think if I blew one out, I'd be the person on the side of the road jacking the car up? So, of course, the answer was no, and they'd be calling, you know, CAA or some kind of towing service to tow it anyways, and right. then you, you'd you get it towed to where you need to. Um, worst case, though, you could fit up, you could find a, um, you know, a steely, could you not, and that that would fit and uh, just drive around with it in your trunk?
5: Yeah, yeah, you can definitely, especially if you've got an SUV, uh, my vehicle, uh, it would take up basically the whole trunk, so... <laughs> But yeah you can definitely drive around with uh you can get a, a spare yourself and, and put it in the back if you've got room so that that's not a problem might add a little weight too for a little more traction as right well.
4: the other thing you could do as well is just keep one of the summers in there too
5: yep definitely you can always do that but uh at the end of the day like I said, I think it's just supply and demand and as you as you know the winter if there was a winter run flat it would be very expensive. I typically take all my run flats off and I put regular ones on because the ride's so much better
1: right what, um, and, and, what and roll the dice what about putting one of those you know those cans of tire sealant or whatever that you can that actually seals the the, the tire and maybe blows it up a little bit does that work or would that work
5: yeah like the, i know a few people that keep those around and as you know if, if it's sitting there for five six years especially with the hot cold that we get here when you go to use it sometimes it's not um you know the everything's kind of decomposed inside doesn't do the trick but uh, if you get it when it's, you know, I'm not sure what the exact shelf life is on it, but to keep that maintained in your vehicle, that'll definitely get you, at least get you to where you need to go to as far as getting, uh, you know, the tire changed out or whatever. So it's, it's definitely probably a good idea to do that. How are we doing as far as inventory? Do you still have most sizes available? Uh Pretty much uh some of the ma you know the the core sizes were starting to run out in certain brands mm-hmm. um as you know this is uh an early winter like <laughs> typically <laughs> I, I remember motorcycles are out in December still, so um this definitely helped, and more and more people are getting on the bandwagon and realizing that it's uh it's it's not a bad way to go with with, with winters.
4: Yeah, no. I was reading an article in the start today, as a matter of fact, uh, about winter tires specifically, and it talks about how, of course, winter tires give you a forty percent better chance of avoiding a collision, and twenty five percent better braking, and and more people, especially since they've got the uh, the added in, um, what do they call it incentive.
5: Thank you very much. Uh, where thank you you get here, a break Darren.
4: on. Thank you. have got a break on your insurance, so a lot of people are going that way.
5: Absolutely, it's and like I, I've said before on the show, I I didn't have them until I got into the tire business. It wasn't mm-hmm. my first uh, uh, career, if you will, but uh, I wouldn't go without them. It's just the the, the added security to see. And I've got all-wheel drive vehicles, so mm-hmm. even even with that, like the it's braking, stopping, getting moving, you you don't have that fear anymore. When you you know it's going out or blizzing, you have to go out. You and you you know you get that pit in your stomach going. Oh, I hope I make it through, but with uh winter tires you, you seldom seldom get that yeah, uh, you that, almost get at all.
2: you almost get a little more like almost overconfident because well that I'm, happens w- a lot when i'm driving with that i'm going okay i'm going to take a little more time and even though i know i have my winter tires on but i'm worried about the guy or the woman behind me yeah because you know people that give so much room between cars they're like right up your uh <clears throat> they're right yeah. up there and it's <laughs> like uh you know do they have winter tires on
5: it's always you know. a question. What yeah. are their tire condition, even in the summer, or their brakes? Uh, you know, it's, it's all these maintenance items on the car. Like, who knows, right? But it definitely gives you that uh, security factor.
2: Okay, we, we've had our, our guest entry in here. We don't want to cut him off because he's only been here for about an hour. But uh, Dave is back on with us from uh, down south. Dave, you had a question for Darren?
3: Well, first off, we had a power failure. <laughs> can you believe that?
2: Yes, we can. <laughs> That's what you get for going
3: down there. You should have taken your car generator down with you. <laughs> I can't believe that. You know? oh, so no, what's your no, question? No. Was, <laughs> the question? Well, the question was that uh, I heard that almost three-quarters of the people out there already have winter tires, and I'm wondering if factories, assemblies, oh. when they're buying a car, does that make a difference?
5: Uh, it's definitely going to add to those numbers, and I think we, I read the same the same article, and I'm not sure if I believe it, but um, <laughs> it's it's just all the messaging, right? You know, this show, many shows, uh, you know, newspapers, everything. People are starting to get the uh, the, the idea of the difference uh, between driving on winters and all season yep. in in snow conditions. It's 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 just spreading. You know, I think
4: it's the Me Too to movement. People.
5: It's what? It's
4: the Me Too movement.
5: There you go. I want winners. Mama wants
2: winter tires. You better listen. (laughs) Darren, what's your website if people want to get more information on the uh,
5: untailantires.ca?
2: All right. You have a great weekend, and we'll uh, we'll see you down in a few weeks. Yeah, you gentlemen as well. Thank you very much. Thanks, buddy. This, this is a- Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back, and Al, you're going to tee up what's coming up in the next half hour. Uh yeah, we're going to have uh, Mike Wilson from Lant Insurance.
4: Going to uh, if you know if you haven't put away that classic car of yours, he's going to have tips on just how to do that.
2: And we're going to give Dave full instructions of how to get this thing working.
4: And if you got a car care question, <laughs>
2: you're welcome to give us a call right now. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We've got uh, Jim Matthews in from Lee's Specials for the hour, and uh, some more questions about. You wanted to talk about the Ferrari uh, incident, there, Dave? What's going on?
3: Oh, I was I was going to tell you that story. Uh, a fellow in uh, New York takes his Ferrari, which is worth three hundred and forty-seven. Thousand dollars. It's like a small house into a valet parking spot, and uh, they take the car in. And when he four hours later, he comes to pick it up, and it has uh, a smashed door and a broken mirror. And he, the garage says, "Oh, no problem. We'll fix it for you." The price comes to twenty thousand dollars to repair the car. But the real problem becomes is this car now is accidented and repaired and he now wants to sell the car back to the dealer and buy a new one and there's a $140,000 difference between the car, what it's worth today as being hit and what it was worth if it would not have been hit. So he goes ahead and he sto- and he sues them but- to try and recoup all that money. And so the question is, you have a leased car and it gets caused in an accident. How does that affect the buyout and what's the responsibility of the the uh, owner excellent question
1: and I, I gotta tell you that's one the, the, the reason that you just described is one of the reasons why many people lease new cars today because bottom line is this if you lease a car and it gets in an accident or actually we're not only to say accident anymore, we're supposed to say a crash oh my god <laughs> really mm. right yeah because accidents aren't accidents they're crashes anyway mm. if the car gets in a crash and it is not written off and it is repaired and you're leasing the car. As long as the vehicle is repaired properly, at the end of the lease, the lessee can return the vehicle without any financial implication or responsibility to the what? value for the value of that car. That responsibility is taken on by the leasing company. So they're going to take the vehicle to auction. If they if the buyback was, let's say, twenty thousand dollars and they only get Fourteen thousand, because it was a, a hitter, as we've re- referred to it in mm-hmm. the in the industry. The OEM, so the, the 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 leasing company, accepts the full burden of that responsibility, not the lessee. Conversely, so this leads me to s- But this hold this on. Conversely, to, yeah. if if the if you bought the vehicle and you were financing it, you were, would be in the same position as that Ferrari owner. Uh, right. You have to accept it.
3: So, here's the second part of that question, is you have a, an, an incident, who handles the insurance? Do you, does the owner or, of the car, which is the leasing company, ha- work with the body shop, or does the leasee work with the body shop? The lessee does, because when you
1: lease a car, you actually put on insurance, just like if you were financing the car. So, really, right. what you have to conceptualize is, when you lease a car, you are the owner of that car for the term of the lease so everything that concerns that car whether mm-hmm. it's maintenance repair Good point yeah so um cleanliness um you know wear and tear it's the responsibility of the lessee it's like they own the car for the term of the lease
4: right the only difference is it's the same as if you would have bought the car it's
2: your baby it's exactly the same
1: absolutely okay
3: we so get uh,
2: we'll, what's that so, go ahead dave
3: I was just going to say, in other words, get insurance to cover the damages, so you're not you're not on the hook. There is a, an insurance policy that you can buy out
1: there that, if you get into an accident and the and the vehicle becomes somewhat branded, if you will, that it will actually yeah. pick up the cost hmm. that you were losing. So that Ferrari owner would have been able to make a claim for one hundred forty thousand dollars. Cool. Wow.
2: All right. Listen, we've got we're going to open the lines right now and take your calls. Coming up next, however, if you got a classic car. We're going to tell you how you can uh, take care of that thing heading into the wintertime with uh, Mike Wilson from Lant Insurance. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. It's that time of year if you've been fortunate enough to have one of the uh, classic classic cars cars. to drive around. Uh, Al, over to you.
4: Yeah, Mike Wilson is on the phone from Lant Insurance. You guys are the protectors of my classic car. And uh, all right, so the season is over. Well, it was over actually about a month ago, but... Tell us, what should we do to make sure that that car is going to start up in the springtime?
6: Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you. Appreciate you having me in. So, yeah, basically I'll, I'll hit some points that I like to live by when, we're, when I'm putting away my classic car. You know, obviously everybody has their own kind of tips and tricks, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that they like to do with their car. But, you know, I always like to start off with a nice, clean vehicle, so I do a nice little detail, um, you know, the important stuff. You know, I clean the car, put a nice coat of wax on it. Obviously, if you want to do the deluxe job, that includes you know vacuuming, shampooing carpets, glass detailing, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously you want to move on to your to your oils. Make sure everything is you know been replaced there. Obviously, old oil we all know can contain contaminants, moisture, acid, you know things that that will pit your bearings, other parts of the engine, you know things like that. Obviously. I like to to live by the stabilize my fuel. So mm-hmm. every year, I I know some guys will like to do this, some guys don't. Um, I go that extra step, put the stabilizer in it. I like to lubricate, you know, make sure all my bearings, suspension, you know, door hinges, even down to those little things. I like to make sure all the lubrications all up to snuff on those.
4: So you must have a five gallon pail of WD forty, eh? <laughs>
6: I love Canadian Tire, and they love me, because I'd buy that stuff by the gallon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what about uh, windows, open or closed? Uh, I obviously like to keep those closed. You know, we move into the critters, those sort of things. I, you know, I tend to stay away from the old mothball trick. I, I myself, love clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, Funny little story here, actually. I I was just picking up some clothes at the bulk food store here. Um, This sweet old lady comes up to me, and, of course, I'm just scooping out these clothes and she's you know if you're making a ham I think got too many, you've a little too much clothes there so i'm like lady i'm putting away a car here i'm not making a ham so
3: uh if so. i can interrupt mike you got a show coming up next week at um motor city
6: that's right uh yeah motor city uh car club they host every every december the first sunday of the year is a uh, uh, parts and flea market uh, that they put on at the the international center so Sunday December 2nd um I believe doors open at 10 Land insurance we're going to be there with a booth giving out everybody that comes through the door bag. so um lots to see there You're going to yeah. give out clothes or what Hey if if uh <laughs> if if you know, if, if someone wants something, we'll have some there, definitely. <laughs> but,
3: and, Mike, what's the next show coming up? Is, is that Motorama up in March? Yeah, so, so for us, our next schedule is actually
6: Motorama, which uh, we're, we're gearing up for right now uh, March 8th through 10th at the International Center again in Mississauga. Uh, big hot rod and race show, so it's, it's a great one if you've never attended it. And by now that you... time,
2: the snow will hopefully be over. Exactly. Now, if you want uh,
4: information on these events, how do they get them?
6: Yeah, you can always go to our website. We list all the major shows and, and cruise nights on our website, uh, lantinsurance.ca, or you can go and check Motor Ram out directly on online as well.
2: Fantastic. Listen, thanks for calling in. Have a great weekend, all right?
6: Hey, you guys as well, eh? Thanks okay, for having Okay,
2: take care. The lines are open right now. We've got a couple calls to get to, so uh, Jim Matthews is with us for the rest of the hour from Lease Buster. so we welcome your calls in a few minutes' time. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I want to thank everybody for hanging on with their questions. Al, we got a question about tires. Exactly. I didn't realize, you know, we're talking in the green room. The green
4: room, which is actually great. Um, that, you know, when, you know, it, it's, it's imperative that people get winter tires. The car will drive that much better, less likelihood of an accident, which will depreciate it that we talked about early. But, Jimmy, you were telling me that you can actually negotiate or get
1: the tires and add them to the lease payment. Absolutely. So a lot of people today... And, and a lot of you know pretty pretty forward-thinking new car dealerships, they're adding or or suggested that they add winter tires on either steel rims or a cheaper alloy rim, right. whereby you add that to the lease cost. And ideally, too, because at the end of the lease, um, you can't turn the car back with bald tires. Correct. So what that does is it allows the customer to have two sets of tires throughout the lifetime of the lease thereby preserving the wear on both sets and returning the lease with both sets of tires, which will then help the fair market value of that particular vehicle. (laughs) Do you know how many people will call me and say,
4: listen, i got to give the car back, and the tires are bald, and and,
2: I don't want to spend." Yeah, do you
4: have used tires? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So this is a great way to prevent that. All right, speaking of tire questions, we've got Don in Sutton, who's trading in a car. What's the question there, Don? Uh, Yes, good morning. morning. I'm trading
7: in a Buick Lure which has 16-inch wheels, for a Chevy Malibu that has 18-inch wheels. I've been told that somehow I can make arrangements to have the snow tires from the 16-inch put on the 18-inch. Is that true?
4: Well, you can't put the 16-inch tire on an 18-inch rim, okay? But you will have to have...
7: Yeah, I've been told with with other parts or something like that, it can be done.
4: Well, it's uh, usually two inches like that is, is, is pretty far to, to bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody there there is services online that you can you can find. It's a, a tire comparison chart. Okay. And, and, and what you need to do is, is find out exactly the full, all the three numbers on a tire, mm-hmm. and, and because you need the, the, the width, the aspect ratio, and then, of course, the rim size, and oh, then you boy. can compare it that way. So if you want to give any big tire store a call, they'll have that calculator, and they should be able to fix you up. Uh,
7: I see. So it can be done.
4: Uh, possibility, yes. But the, the other issue, too, though, is in, in some cases, like I say, if you go, try to go down two inches, the other th- thing that you're affecting is that the brake calipers are, are quite large on most new cars, and, okay. um, and, and it could be that the wheel actually hits the caliper, and, of course, you can't no, do that.
7: So I might as well buy everything completely new then. All right. Thanks a lot.
4: You're welcome, Don. Take care. All right, well, listen, it's getting cold out as we're talking, and uh, we got Ray on the line in Mississauga, whose car not putting out enough heat. Is that right, Ray?
7: Yeah, that's right.
4: What have you done to try to fix it? Anything?
7: Uh, Nothing yet. Uh, uh, This car was involved in an accident down Niagara Falls that I sort of skidded out of control, and since I took it to the body shop uh, to get it uh, kind of painted and fixed, uh, it doesn't want to... uh, the needle doesn't go to the mid-range. Uh, it stays sort of at the quarter line.
4: Uh, well, that's an easy one. The thermostat's stuck.
7: All thermostat's stuck.
4: Yeah, it's stuck open, uh-huh. and that's why it's not uh, coming up to operating temperature. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, of course, your heat, you know, the heater gets its heat from the engine, and if the engine's too cold,
2: that's why you're cold.
7: Yeah, it seems like hey, I'm, I'm running at only 125 degrees when it should be about 190 or something. Yeah, we, exactly. We
2: have, a, we have a foreign voice jumping in here. Yes, Yeah, Dave. Yeah, Dave. Yeah.
3: Do you remember we used to put cardboard in front of the rads and and, and block off the grills to get Yeah, the that, was,
4: that was when we had no money and they didn't want to fix the car.
7: Oh, block off the grill. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when you're involved in an accident, do you sometimes damage the uh, engine computer? Uh,
4: no, pretty difficult because the computer is actually on the inside
7: of the vehicle. Oh, it's not... Under the hood. It's on inside oh. the vehicle.
4: No, there are sensors and whatnot underneath the hood, but but not uh-huh. inside. Yeah, the computer is usually inside the kick panel, sometimes right. underneath the driver's seat. Um, yeah. I, I think it was just coincidental that, that in fact, that it seems yeah. right afterwards. But a thermostat's not a big deal to do anyways. Oh,
7: it's not a big okay. deal. Okay, like, thanks for your call. Yeah, in this accident, I damaged the uh, side uh, quarter panel near the where I put the gasoline.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: That's repaired. This is... Uh, Oh
3: uh, six Pontiac Grand
4: Prix. Ooh. Okay. All right. We got to run. Uh, take yourself. Uh, take care of yourself, Ray. And uh, with with an older car like that, like like Dave is saying, if you don't want to fix it. You could put some cardboard in front of the radiator, but you don't want to cover the whole rad, right, Dave? Well, when we no,
3: we, no, 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 not the whole rad, but we used to call that uh, instant heat. <laughs> how much heat do you want?
4: Well, the other thing too is it will affect his fuel economy, eh? If the thing's running cold all the time, it's going to yes. be burning
2: more so gas. When we get to this time of year, where, it's, where this week especially it drops off, it's like minus fifteen at night, how much does your fuel economy go down?
3: Mm. Ten percent for every degree, every ten degrees, you lose ten percent. You lose ten percent because the tires are stiff. Uh, you lose ten percent because of the fact that you're running the heater, the wipers, the lights, etc. So, oh, to wrap it all up. You are probably at a twenty-five percent decrease in fuel economy. Really? Well, that's yeah, the,
4: normal stuff. Well, they're better nowadays than they used to be because in the old days, remember, you used to have a choke.
3: Yeah, yeah, but, uh, pump it up and start it up in the morning. And you know, the other thing is that people don't let their cars warm up in the morning. They jump in them and just take off. Well, for the, uh, the manufacturer says that's okay to do. At least a minute of warm-up, you know, while you're putting on your seatbelts and getting things organized. Yeah, but
2: I always, I've been reading that a lot of the new cars, to Al's point, you don't really need that warm-up time. You just start it up, and, and off you go. No, what you, want, what you don't want to do is just beat on it. I mean, because
4: there are things that need to be warmed up, for example. Easy. Um Easy. Transmission, for example. Yes. So let's say if you live right beside the parkway, you wouldn't want to be starting a car hitting it and, and hitting uh, 100Ks in no time at all. You'd want to give it a minute or two to get warm, right?
3: well some transmissions won't shift properly if uh they're not warmed up they they sort of uh, protect themselves from from the cold oil Mm -hmm. so there's lots of things that do happen uh one of the things i always realized was the oil develops water it condensates inside because the engine's not fully hot Mm -hmm. so you may need more frequent oil changes to make sure that the oil is clean at all times
4: well and it's funny because they're telling you that you can go with longer intervals but you're saying that's not necessarily a good idea
3: no no i'm saying is if you're running a cold car hard you're creating water uh, really he's, a, he's become yeah,
2: a science. the mad scientist down there
3: we were talking about Not holding water earlier now <laughs> that
4: the power's working I'm, I'm right in all <laughs> right so you're taking that mustang out this afternoon
3: i'm going to costco gotta go shopping
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right have a great time dave drive safe thank you i want to thank our uh jim matthews of course for being here jim matthews how did he find out about police busters Policebusters.com. And, of course, um, and to get the best price in town? CarCostCanada.com. <laughs> there you go. Have you got a
2: .com? Uh, GlenallenMotors.com. Oh, my goodness. Thank you very much. Sebastian, have you got a .com? No, he doesn't. Listen, everybody, thanks for taking uh, the time to call in and listen to the show. We'll be back in next week with uh, more questions for you about the automotive business. And you can listen to us online as well at Dave's Corner Have a great weekend, everybody. Dave, stay warm.